Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy duet. We had a very darison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Chase, and listen to the bit. They have the pit. Hello. Okay, never mind. Hey. When that, Hi. I just begged Nick to be the first one to speak. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I just was silent? I'm like, Nick, I really want to talk first. Can I please talk first? And then. Don't you guys wish that's what we did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish we were silent? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi. Welcome back. I am Welcome back. We're on a good we're on a good roll. Hey, here. let's not address it. Let's not address it. Okay, okay. Because as well, soon not, as we address it, we're gonna fuck it up. But what I mean by we're on a good roll is one, we're consistently recording, which feels mm -hmm. so good. This literally is like <laughs> brightens my week so much. <laughs> but uh but we're like ahead of schedule. We're recording for next week. <sighs> What we've talked about doing for literally three years. Three years. I love how every time we say, like, we should record, like, multiple times while you're in Eugene so we have a backlog. It just ne it never yeah. happens. I'm like, we oh, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll record we while you're in Eugene. We definitely should record some, like, Patreon content while we're on set. I can bring my Zoom and two mics. And then during lunch, mm. we can just be like, we can just be like, hey, we got to go. Hey. Got to go chat. We're, like, on set. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, we'll be on set. We'll be, we'll on, be on set. set. If you're curious what we're talking about, we're fiercely private about it, and we won't be sharing. Who said Nick is co-producing a film? Who said that? I didn't. I most certainly didn't Cl say Clare that. Clare absolutely did not say that. <laughs> I would literally never. Um, I need to like just get this out of the way before yes. we really dive in. Guys, I haven't <laughs> taken it. Guys and Nick. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, gentlemen, Nick. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, others, Nick. Oh, these questions. Sorry. They made I me just got excited. I just got excited. I no, Nick, them. the way that for the last 48 <laughs> hours, I've been like kicking my feet. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't taken an edible since. Since December 22nd, 2021. Some could say. <laughs> some could say that you've never. was last never, time I felt like a person, really. Some could say you've never had weed. No, you, de you definitely could say that and you would be lying, but. But truth is like. No, I haven't taken an edible in like nine months probably. And. Okay. For the baby. Shh. The baby loves edibles. Mommy was yeah. waving a little yeah. gummy. <laughs> I'd be so high during birth. <laughs> Sorry. Do you know that I asked my friend if she wanted, uh, let me put this in here. Uh, someone I know <laughs> was asked if she wanted, uh, what's that? It's not Narcan. It's the opposite of Narcan. Isn't Narcan what? Fentanyl. You know? They asked her if she wanted fentanyl when she was delivering. <laughs> I was like, is, Narcan's what gets you out of fentanyl. Exactly. It was the opposite yeah. of, of Narcan. Uh, yeah. I didn't know because I don't, because I don't do hard drugs and that's actually not a lie. Um, I didn't know. I'm like, is there a safe, safe amount of fentanyl? It must exist for a purpose. Girl, <laughs> I, I simply don't understand because it's like something can be laced with fentanyl and it kills you. People also do fentanyl like recreationally. But I know that they give it out in, like, medical doses in, like, hospitals and on ambulances. But I don't okay. really know what the... I mean, I'm sure the medical professionals know how to properly dose Get someone. Ryan in here. Get he's on in. calls right now. He's on an ambulance. Oh probably shooting someone up with fentanyl as we speak. <laughs> kidding. He's not a paramedic. He's not He's not qualified to do that yet. You thought, you thought I was outing him. But I'm not. I, I, would, I never, would never. I would never I would that. literally never. I'm a writer. I would, never, I would never out Ryan. I would never talk mm -hmm. about that July 9th. Feeling very, like... Italian ride or die for Ryan these days because we're watching The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Can you believe? I love it. Yeah. But I think it's a wee bit overhyped. 
that's how I've that's how I've always felt about it because it was like in my like in my brain the Sopranos kind of is like the beginning of like the TV like TV is good I era. I agree. And so I imagine that it being the first, it's gonna have all the problems that the first thing would have. I guess, I get or it's just not gonna talking. be up to standards. Yeah, I get bored by men talking, and there's a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to a podcast with exclusively men? No, they're boring. I'd rather die. I want a spinoff that's just like Carmela and Meadow and like just, totally. just the bitches. Like totally. literally cut all the men out and show me what the bitches were doing while they yeah, were at the, the strip club and whacking people. The Sopranos. <laughs> the Sopranos. <laughs> the Sopranitas. That's why they call me Call me Sopranita. Sopranita. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a very special, I'm calling this our date night episode. Oh, God. <laughs> It's every episode. We're both we are we are recording edgy. late. We're all recording. We're recording late. So I know it's late at night. Eight thirty yeah. p.m. Eight twenty two p.m. Okay. Um, we have for you some wine and chip pairings to review. Because apparently that's something people do. People are doing it on TikTok. Where I get all okay. my news. And my news about culture, politics, parenting, fashion, pop culture. Do you have any questions? Chip and wine pairings. I'm getting it all on TikTok. Delete all the other apps. I thought you were just describing our podcast. Fashion, culture, politics, science, psychology, therapy. Math. Porn. Speaking of therapy, that's on the docket. Well, okay. So just clean up from last week. I was just I was just thinking about this and the episode hasn't come out yet from when, like at this moment when we're recording. But I remember when I was like criticizing Lizzo for like working with Amazon and I was uh-huh. criticizing JVN for working with Uber. I stand much more behind my criticism of JVN working with Uber than I do Lizzo with Amazon so for a few reasons. to you? For a few reasons. No, Uber's just a shitty ass company. Um, sure. In terms of like Lizzo putting her show on Amazon or having her show on Amazon, one, I understand that that's like not. I, I mean, I don't know this, but I can easily imagine that that was not entirely her decision. It was just, like, who took the show. And Fair. Amazon is an especially egregious company, as we all know. But as we were seeing from the writers and actors strike, all these fucking companies fucking suck and hate organized labor and hate what, workers. What have I been saying? What have I been saying for so long? If you're working for a major corporation, you're working for the devil. And that's, and like, unfortunately, we're all participants in that. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like, yeah, I'm morally superior for being unemployed. However, one could, However, <laughs> one could say, I'm not maybe. saying that's what I'm saying, but I'm also not saying mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. Oh, shit, I didn't do the connections today. That's for another time. But so, okay, so I just wanted to clarify that, that like, if you, because hopefully one day I will have a TV show of my own and, you know, Full transparency. If the show's on Amazon, the show's on Amazon. No, I mean, also, like, I know we've said this a million times before, but, like, I'm a sellout. Like, if Uber wants to... If Barstool comes to us today... (laughs) I would do it for pennies. If Uber wants to pay me... I would pay them. Not to drive a car, though. I won't be doing that. But if they want to pay me for, like, any other services... I would be an awful Uber driver. Are you fucking kidding me? That'd be... I I mean, premium... Well, one, semi-luxury, so you'd be able to charge more. That's so true. I mean, the experience of being in a car with Chloe is premium by itself. It really depends on what kind of mood I'm in, you know? No, so true. But I also do, I, I as your friend, want to mm-hmm. hear more about Boy Genius. Oh, 
Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, it was an amazing concert. That's I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to say about it. Like that is interesting to anyone who isn't. Well, like walk us through it. I'm sure I'm. I'm we okay. I imagine um, we have several Boy Genius and or Phoebe Bridgers fans. In, I know I hate to be boring, but it's not it's not a production in the same way that like yeah it's a concert Taylor Swift yeah. or any I mean even other concerts I've seen it there was mm-hmm. there's a band it was and just them singing. playing their music live they barely even talked in yeah. between songs um it was amazing and beautiful and wonderful and I like dare left. I say how it should be I didn't take out my phone the entire time same isn't that the best. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, people were passing out right and fucking left. In total, I was standing for like six and a half hours. Yeah. Also, maybe it's because I'm a like, much like my semi-luxury vehicle, I'm a semi-sober adult. And yeah. I just, I don't want to be inebriated standing for six hours. In and public? I guess there are people younger than me in public in the sun yeah. in July in, in Bend. Bend, Oregon. Oof. Nowhere else I would not want to be more <laughs> that just sounds fucking awful like if i'm gonna be getting fucked up i'd like to be in a big sweater drinking some wine eating some white truffle potato chips but people were passing out right and fucking left um because i wanted to get up close we were unfortunately forced to listen to both openers illuminati hotties who i Bold to call yourself that love love their cover of i want to dance with somebody do you why does everyone know them except for me it, that was in my spot of, I'm, I feel like I said this last week, but that was in my Spotify discovery like years ago. Um, Maybe and you did. it's like, it's been on like, it's been in the rotation for sure. They were like, mid at best. I was okay. not into it. People yeah. were, pa- I think in total between both openers and Boy Genius, five people passed out, which is like three too many in my not, opinion. Not drinking water. <laughs> like, well, the problem was you couldn't get out of the pit. Like once you were in it, there was. Yeah. You're finna be in it. Well, and I was. Um, that's what scares me about pits that you finna be in <laughs> like, it seriously. once you're in it you finna, <laughs> that you finna be in it no that you finna finna forever like <laughs> I know and luckily I had people with me that had water so and they kept doing mm-hmm. this like passing out water bullshit where like someone at the front like barricade would start like passing it back that like security was bringing around with these like big ass paper cups the vibe was bizarre yeah. lay down. Carly Rae Jepsen was the second opener and once again why have I, as someone who is pretty Carly Rae Jepsen neutral, seen her live twice in my life now? I don't have an answer for you. Why is Carly Rae Jepsen opening for Boy Genius the wildest thing I've to ever To quote my friend who I was with so that the Boy Genius fans don't kill themselves. She had to I, bring the mood up so there's only so far we could go down. You know oh, okay. I, mean? I was like, I don't get that. Okay, now I understand. Yeah. Clearly not a real fan. Um, yeah, yeah. She had to be like, take me to the feeling. And they're like, we're going to take you to the worst feeling. Dude, people passed out during uh, that. No, 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 they passed out during Cut to the Feeling. And she had to start it over. Dude, it was just like, the passing out was messy. And then <laughs> we were pretty close to the front. Couldn't just, be like, me. Could be better. Uh, yeah. And at one point, because basically the way this like uh, amphitheater was designed, there's like patches of grass with like cement, like walking paths on them. And at one point, security comes through, and they're pushing us all and saying, like, get off the cement, get off the cement, we need a path to get through. Implying they were going to walk through and then walk back up. But they walked through and then just kept going backstage. So we were standing there waiting for them to, like, tell us to close the gap. But they didn't, so dickheads in the back fucking rushed the goddamn stage. And that was the beginning of the end. 
the girl in front of me, dumb fucking bitch, was wearing this like <laughs> fugly ass, like off the shoulder puff sleeve dress. So when you're standing in, so- in, in behind someone wearing a big ass fucking puff sleeve, whenever she puts her hand in the air, this is what you see. For those not watching, it was Clary's arm. Uh, stupid yes. fucking cunt. Um. <laughs> anyway, there was this other girl, also kind of a stupid cunt, but like clearly deserved to be there more. Who she and her boyfriend got like pushed behind puff sleeve, and she was very vocal about it and was like, "Hey, we we were here, like, what the fuck?" And puff sleeve, honestly, I should have taken one for the team and like mediated and been like, "Hey, there's a miscommunication happening here that I can easily solve for you." Puff sleeve and her or, two dumb friends. Or we could just watch who the drama. I, who I learned the not puff sleeve floral dress. Her name was Tess. Um, okay. What was the guy's name? I don't know. But he looked like a frat boy. Ugh. They were all. They were all like perhaps a little too old and a little too like trad looking to be there. Like everyone else looks like an alt LGBT, and they were like <laughs> wearing Madewell. And I'm like, what are you doing? Or why are you here? They didn't know every lyric though, so I was. I wanted to get to know them more, except for I didn't mm. because mm-hmm. they start like bickering back and forth with uh, other cunt and her boyfriend. <laughs> and the other girl keeps like, I think she called her a bitch or called her a cunt or something because for the, this is when we were waiting for the openers. Sorry. All of this happens in between Carly and Boy Genius. And because she is this close to me, I can see over her shoulder, this bitch, Tessa's friend, Puffsleeve, is texting everyone she fucking knows, saying people are really mean at the Boy Genius concert. Yeah, they're really angry. She literally said that. Like with a W? Uh-huh. Uh, text, uh, she started texting someone else and was like, were people hello? really hostile at your Boy Genius concert? And at this point, I wanted to be like, hey, Puff Sleeve, hey, Tess, look, what happened was you shoved forward when we were waiting for security to leave. It was kind of a dick move. We all have been waiting here for like four hours at this point. You are the problem. But I didn't because she kept annoying me so fucking much. Rolling her through her fucking phone. And honestly, Skinny Cut and her boyfriend like were being rude too. I understand the frustration. Mm-hmm. But like they you kept getting like, eh, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. But then the concert started and they just like, once again, they clearly listen to the music, but they don't, like, listen to the music, if you know what I mean. Like, they were just, yeah. like, screaming along with every lyric. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Why are you not crying? Why are you not swaying? Why are you jumping and yelling? Like, this just, I, I don't especially think we're in love deserves screaming and yelling. Especially at a concert with, like, that format where it's, like, the band, the singers, the stage, the crowd. When it's, like, that cool minimal and, like, that intimate. No. Why <sighs> are you screaming at the goddamn top of your lungs? I keep seeing videos of Why Lana's concerts. That Why too, are you but at Lana's concerts, people are also just like losing their minds. Scream! Oh my god, that would make that would make me so unbelievably mad. Yeah, and I know I w- and I know I and I know I was the annoying person at Taylor. I'm aware of that. I've rec- I've made my peace with it. But listen, one everyone time is and place. two time and place. To it is so loud. I'm not ruining it. Also, it's Taylor Swift. I tell myself. Also, it's Taylor Swift. You can at scream Florence, at Taylor Swift. At Florence the Machine, I'm li- I'm you know I'm listening. I'm here to like listen. Sitting quietly. Yeah. And interacting with Florence when she asks. You know what I mean? Like no, exactly. I'm like it's kind I'm of like more of a consent thing. It's kind of an up to her thing. Do you want to hear me? Also, like <laughs> if you know anything, if you like actually listen to their music. 
and read their lyrics. Like their song "Bite the Hand" is about like parasocial fan relationships. Like maybe that's a great that's a great song thing. title. So and I know I I thought I thought I heard that Phoebe got into like hot water or whatever for saying like yeah some of the fans are some of the fans are really annoying yeah and it's like did she lie well I'm like do you guys want them to release more music like literally behave yourselves behave yourselves so they're going to hiding again do you ever want to see them in concert again however the cool thing that I will say um because their discography is so small they just played every single song that's fantastic that's amazing and then they each played one solo song what uh, which one did Phoebe do she had Graceland too nice it was about Julian. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Or she wrote it for her. Oh. Or with her. Okay. <laughs> I, Julian had some sort of influence on it. I don't know, like, what the hits are from Punisher, but, like, I have my favorites, but I don't. The whole thing. The whole thing. Well, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I figure, because people, really I mainly, I mainly hear people just talk about the album as a whole. They don't talk about, like. Can I please turn off this harsh overhead light? It's really hurting my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I might have to go fetch a lamp. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Okay, it's lamp fetching time. Okay. I fetched the lamp. She did it. That is so much better. Oh, yeah. Exponentially oh, so. Oh, looks great. But, yeah, I mean, I don't hear people talking about, yeah, like, really too much, like, specific song. I mean, I guess Kyoto is, like, the hit. What? But, uh, yeah, I don't hear people, like, talking about specific well, songs. Kyoto... About the no, one's, no one's talking about DVD menu. And we should be. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I'd like Kyoto, to start that conversation. Graceland, Kyoto, Graceland 2, and... Oh, fuck, what's the other one? Um, I Know the End? No, it's one of the... Uh, the Garden Song. Yeah. I think I would say those are, like, what the equivalent of, like, a radio hit would be. Okay. I know I really like Chinese Satellite. Me Halloween. too. And Halloween. And, and Moon Song. There, it might be Moon Song. Let me see. Give you the moon. Let me pull this. I up. would give you the moon. Yeah, that three song run of Halloween, Chinese Satellite, and Moon Song, I love. Can we get into our wine pairing, please? I want to take a sip. Yeah. Um, so wait, have, what, what do you have? I have a Sauve Blanc, but it's from Bordeaux, okay. and I'm normally a uh, fiercely we're, New Zealand Sauve Blanc. We're a New Zealand Sauve Blanc. So I have. You already know what it is. Nabilo. We all know. We all we Ooh. all nob we all nob and know. There's nothing to say that hasn't already been said about Nobelo. This is like when a you bit swallow, more it salivates in your mouth. It's unbelievable. This is a little bit like richer. Okay, is it like not as crisp? It's not as crisp, but it still has like some citrus. It's like I would compare this to like oh my god, maybe I just need to be high when I when I taste wine because I feel like I'm tasting this in a whole new way. Totally, it, it's almost like a um like a lemon bar or something where it's like. It's creamy but citrusy, you know. That sounds good. I really like this. This is excellent. yeah. Wait, wait. What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's from Bordeaux. It was literally okay. seven dollars at um, Hell yeah. Trader Joe's. Hell yeah. Okay, and so what are you what pairing are we... your Navi with tonight? I have a bowl of Gardettos and oh, so you try each little a Sakura grape vape. Yes, and I also have this THC slash Delta Eight drink that how many mgs are in that looks gross in the whole I d- i'm not totally sure there are 10 servings per can it comes in like a red bull size can okay so there are That's 10 servings lot. per 10 servings per can and i poured like a fourth and you took an eddie i took 10 milligrams which usually mm-hmm. gets me to it gets me to a good place but i n- n- yeah, now you're place. now you're getting me nervous <laughs> 
You should be. I'm going to come out of the computer. God, I wish. We're going to hear a bang on the window. Um, I'm pairing that'd, mine. That'd be so exciting. With some white truffle chips. I think mm. these are going to be too heavy. And also <laughs> some jalapeno corn poppers from TJ's. Because they didn't have any salt and vinegar chips. Okay. I'm getting a good handful, a diverse handful. Wow, that's decadent. I don't think it really enhanced any flavor, but also truffle is literally just like can't go wrong. Crack, like yeah, that's why they have to sell in such small quantities. <laughs> it's FDA. It's FDA up. protected. No, literally. How about your Gordetto experience? Um, <clears throat> I, w- I will golden. say. I will say the pretzels go excellently with Nabolo. And I think we already knew that. I think we've had pretzels with Nabolo before. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <clears throat> My pairings are not mm. excellent. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your I honesty. need something a little bit more crisp and refreshing, which I thought I was getting. Like salt and vinegar chips. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I needed a more crisp and refreshing wine. Oh, such as Nabolo. Mm-hmm. So, well, hey. Some of us were clearly very stuck in our ways, and I was just trying to, like, break the mold, you know? Definitely. And my thing is, like, I totally get that, but it's also, like... Like, consistency. But it's also, like, you know, we're trying to record this professional podcast, and, like, I want to bring mm. my best foot forward, so, like, I should go with something I know. But I, I can also see point. the... I can also see the other side of it. I can see the other argument of, you know, you looking at this less maybe perhaps with a business mindset, with more of a creative... Mm-hmm. I absolutely for the because what is what is business if not creative? You know what I mean. So I that's feel what we like say here at Big Girl Industries. <laughs> we've always said that. No, but so I feel like you cause. kind of took this more this kind of more creative approach, which is also very interesting. Like looking at this podcast more through like that sort of artistic lens. So I think we I that's, think ultimately this is just symbolic of like what we do best, which is like balance each other out. Babe, <laughs> well, the state night's going so well. Yeah. That's called foreplay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, according to who? Women. What's your opinion? I'm not asking this as a prompt for you to get into this. I promise. I'm asking because I've recently engaged in this and I'm wondering regarding the ethics of it. Mm -hmm. I received two texts. I received two texts one day apart from men I have met before. Both Mm -hmm. men I've met before twice. Shall we say? Uh, and I don't have any interest in seeing either of them more than that. So they texted well, me. Have met each twice? Yes. Each of them I've met twice for, you know, you can infer because I'm not going into detail what I'm talking about. It wasn't a date at all. At all of them. Deeply private. Deeply private. But um, yeah, and I don't want to see them again. Shit. So I just didn't respond to either of them and, I, and they haven't mm-hmm. reached back out. And I feel like that's fine, but one of them does go to my gym, and I am worried about seeing him again. But I figure an easy out could just be like, oh, I actually started seeing someone, and it's exclusive. I could just say that. Yeah, absolutely. I mm, my I know people have very, very, very strong opinions on, quote, ghosting, and I think we use that term a little too loosely. Um, you met up with someone once or twice, whether that be on a date or for sexual activity, I think I would you never. can ghost. You're a virgin. I think you can ghost in that. I don't think that's even ghosting. I think that's like that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, no, it's more like I, I don't feel any. I don't feel any obligation to either of these guys. 
And people get on such a fucking. And one of them is for good reason, I would say. Oh. I mean, you know why, but. Oh. Yeah. But some people get on such a fucking. Put the pieces together, audience. About like I like I would never ghost. I cannot believe they ghosted me. Just one text saying like I'm not interested would have made me feel so much better. I call bullshit every fucking time. That is like your feelings are hurt. Your feelings are valid, but like. No, you would not rather have a text from someone you saw two, maybe three times that says like, I'm just not into your vibes. Like you don't actually want that. You just want a reason to act like morally superior and it's irritating as fuck. And to validate like, like the shitty feeling you have, which like does totally make sense. Like I've been, I've been ghosted. Actually, I can't remember a time where my feelings were hurt that I was ghosted. Because if someone's yeah. ghosting me, it immediately doesn't make me interested in them. Okay, but if we're going to use the term that loosely, I think there's ghosting. Which like I don't. Which ghosting. I don't. Con- I don't condone using that term loosely. I think it is used way too. For, we either have yeah. to decide if ghosting is when you stop talking to someone after two dates, or when like you're in something a little more serious, or even like very serious, and you just stop speaking to them. Like, which is ghosting? Like, I feel like the only time like ghosting mm-hmm. in the genuine sense is warranted. Is if someone is like trying to leave an abusive situation in like whatever format that is. That's the only. I time think you I think need to be responding to your abuser. That's. I think you need to get sit out, down sis. And talk. But make sure that you respond to his text <laughs> but in make a sure timely you manner. So, like, that's really. The have only you just time tried working on your communication? I, have you thought about what you could be doing? <laughs> like what? Have you thought about what what, what you did? Well, I know you said you weren't like baiting me with this question, but mm-hmm. I'm in the process of ghosting my therapist who i fight the urge to call my shrink every time i listen to red scare (laughs) that's not true it sounds so fucking clunky and dumb when they say it i hate shrink it's such a dumb word like why do you want everyone to think you were born in like 1952 (laughs) like what are you talking about my mom will say shrink my mom will say counselor and i'm like i'm not at summer camp no literally i'm like am i going to like get my first period switched like what do you mean my counselor? My guidance counselor? Ugh. It was Happy unintentional. To her. Today? My, my mom's birthday was yesterday. Oh, then it's old news. Um, I've been feeling I've obviously been like like not feeling great about therapy mm-hmm. since like kind of the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, we're not clicking. And then I'm like, well, I need to give it a chance. And all my friends were like, you should be feeling this way right now. And then Like you should feel like you're not clicking right now? Yeah. I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> Who said you were included in all of my friends? You're my lover. That's a great question. You're my bae. Before all else. <laughs> Before or else. Bae. <laughs> <laughs> Before all, everyone. <laughs> Before... <laughs> Before everyone, everywhere, everything, all at once. All at once, everywhere, sometimes, someplace. My spinoff. Um, oh no, I'm so scared. <laughs> Nick, it's hitting. I haven't been hiding so long. Guys, bear with me. I'm on the train. <laughs> I just boarded. I Ching unwillingly boarded. My dog's never seen me high. She's seen me on shrooms. That's so funny. Um. <clears throat> I haven't been feeling it. And then I accidentally missed a session and I got the like, hey, are you like, where are you text? And I was like, oh shit. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. 
And she said, do you want to reschedule or would you like to take a break? And I'm like, you've been pushing this like, do you want to take a break for a while? Mm-hmm. And I know you claim, like, and you're fucking lying to me when you say like, I don't mean anything by it. I'm just checking in with you. Like, if you enjoyed your time with me, you wouldn't say those words. No, I'm going to push back on that because she probably she's probably just picking up on that like you like aren't enjoying being there. I want her to want me. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's interesting, if anything. Like, I, that's something that I would want to talk to my therapist about where I'm like, I don't feel like you enjoy hanging out with me. And that makes me like not want to be here. I would totally have that conversation if that was me with my too, specific it, therapist. But okay, I but don't also, know what your situation is. I don't want to hang I, out with IDK, her. IDK, though. That's, the problem is that I don't want to hang out with her either. I would, yeah, and I would, I would say that too. I'm just like, yeah, I just don't feel a connection to you, which is like making this hard. Because then they might be like, That's okay, it's like, intense. Do, it, it's because like that text lit- was sent a week ago, and I haven't responded. I mean, their job is to feel, is to like be able to, God, it's a gay hour. Their job, like their job, is to like hold space for like those specific types of emotions and like not get. That's a good point. And yeah, and I think yeah, I mean, I because I think if you do bring that up, bring up that conversation, she can be like, yeah, like if you don't want to continue, I can refer you to someone that I might think is a better fit. But also, a therapist do have an obligation if they don't think they are the they're like capable or like the right person for someone. Like they do have a responsibility to refer them out if they're like i don't think i can do my best job with you specifically and that can be for a number of reasons like Hmm. if someone reminds the therapist of their mom and they're like kind of not able to get over that and then like that like do you remind your therapist of her mom i have no dude i know nothing about my therapist she has two kids she's from alabama went to university of georgia like that's all i know does she want to look after me i'm sure she would but unfortunately that wouldn't work because she's already mine (laughs) And she already knows way too much about you. <laughs> I've never talked to my therapist about you. I'm sure you've said my name, my friend Nick, or whatever. No, you're literally lying because you've told me the other way. Really? You've told me otherwise. Like, in the beginning, like, I imagine, like, when you're, like, introducing your life to a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, like... No, because I keep secrets from her. She didn't find out about the podcast until, like, literally a month ago. That's crazy, girl. Talk about that. Be like, I don't know why. Like, what? yeah, no, that's crazy. I don't know how to prioritize my issues. Like, that's funny. I was just talking to another friend about that. About they they feel and I and I said this exact thing to them. I said I think having like kind of a bird's eye. I don't know if meta is the right word, but kind of like an overview conversation about like how's therapy going? Like what? Like what are we? Like what's our goal? Like what are we doing here? What's our strategy? I don't to know get what my goal, goal is either. Yeah, and I think, and I think, and I have those conversations with my therapist where I'm like, yeah, I want to make sure that I'm like focused on something here, you know? So I think that's definitely worth having. And if she feels like she's not the right fit, then like the, you'll probably get placed with someone that you do vibe more and that you'll be able to like connect with easier. So it won't actually be like kind of as strenuous as a process as it was. Cause I feel like if you click with someone like early, you're going to be. More inclined to talk about the podcast. You'll, like, mention the podcast earlier. Whatever, you know? You, like, Mm -hmm. won't be more inclined to, like, keep secrets. I told you about this. In one of our early sessions, I was talking about my mom. If you're Mm -hmm. listening to this, whatever. She's not listening to this. Um, Susan, I was was complaining about my mom. As Uh I'm sure most women my age with mothers do. That's what you do in therapy. I actually rarely complain about my mom, but that's what you do in therapy. (laughs) You're not a woman. That I know. So true. So. 
Um, and I was complaining to my mom, whatever. And she goes, do you want to go no contact? And I was like, what? What? I'm like, no. Pause. Cut this. I'm just asking you as a friend, <laughs> not as a performer. Do you think there's a possibility you said something that warranted that in any from any perspective? I really, really don't think so. Okay, uncut. So she recommended you go no contact with your mom, which feels judgy. And she didn't recommend it. She asked. But the thing is, when a therapist asks a, a question, like, okay, a few days ago, I did like couples therapy for two. Like, what's close your friend, angle? For two close friends of mine, essentially. Um, and luckily, there are multiple situations in my life that that's the case. And I was like, okay, I don't want to give them my opinion, like, pretty much at all. But I do want to be able to, like, try to guide them towards, like, where I think the root of the issues are, essentially. And you, <laughs> you do like, that really, by asking. You really want them to break up. So you're you like, do, you guys. You do, that by, you do that by, like, guiding questions. So it's like, oh, do you think maybe you do that because of this other reason that we haven't talked about yet but that I know? Because maybe that's what I think. So I'm going to ask, like, well, what do you think about this? And then it like you're in it for yourself, just like life. And no, but you like ask guiding questions to kind of get them to where you want them to go, which isn't necessarily to like a strict place. Which is why I kind of disagree mm -hmm. with that question. That does feel extreme and judgy, especially if that's like not like a frequent topic. It's not like you're coming in every single week or whatever. No, it was that's like crazy. it was pretty early on in my therapy journey. It might have been like my fourth or fifth session. <clears throat> okay. And so I was kind of like. I feel like I was like laying groundwork for my life. I'm like, this is my relationship with mm -hmm. my family. And I feel like we were still kind of in the fam like mm -hmm. the family section. Yeah. She might have thought that like, like, that's the reason. Talk. Like she might have thought that's the reason you were talk you you were like in therapy. You know what I mean? No. You don't think she thought that? No. Oh, okay. Cause you had already been like, this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Like day one. Copy. Well, she might have thought the two were related. I claimed I don't have anxiety. She might have thought the two were related, so that it, in a way, kind of was part of the core issue. I guess. No, I guess you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like going to bat for her. I'm just trying to think of like alternatives so you don't like make it worse in your head. I guess. That's oh, like I my, mean, I don't. That's my main goal. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like writing or dying for her. No, no, no. I forgot what I was saying. Oh no. Ruh -ruh. You were still in the. You were laying groundwork. It was still in the family section. Yeah, and then you said something about what you were saying. And I was saying maybe she thought that's why you were in therapy. You'd uh, like gotten to the main topic. I'm so unaware of my surroundings right now. You're on Zoom with me. <sighs> I feel like I am sitting atop a tall building. <laughs> Looking down upon my life. Oh my god, I read the bell jar recently. Girl, I saw you reading that and I was like, wellness check on Claret? Like... <laughs> <clears throat> I don't... I know everyone was like, if you're depressed, like, do not read this right now. And I, I'll never be able to read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Nick's banned books list. Exactly. It's just the Belgian. <laughs> well, it's taken me three and a half years to get through a little life, and I still have a hundred. Yeah, you're not special for that. I mean, kind of. Really? I People, feel like I, everyone I know who's read that has it has taken them like months to years. I can imagine months, but like I take like a, a strong hiatus. I take like a nine month break. I take a is it a conscious hiatus? Break. Yeah, I get I get to a part that is so upsetting that I'm like I actually can't like engage with the story right now. Like this is wait okay. And that's, the bell jar did not do that for me. Maybe I'll get to the end and I'll feel differently. But at this point with a little life, it's a little much. 
it doesn't feel real. It's it's lost. It's lost. Well, it it kind of loses not. its power. It kind of loses its power because it just like it just keeps getting worse. And like that's what I've heard from everybody. I kind of want to read it just like to put it to the test because I'm like. I gave it to my mom for Christmas, and I'm like, that's not like not nice. Why did I do that? What the but I, fuck? But, but simultaneously, it's and I've seen people criticize the prose, mm-hmm. but I think I mainly disagreed with the criticism, at least the one that I saw. I think it's like some of the most beautiful writing I've ever I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I think it's like it's 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 such a like a joy to read, I find. Yeah. Like Kind of in the same way trust exercise is like just so it's so enjoyable to read. How did I first so tell you this? When I so, oh my god. That's my that's my little so, life tangent. What's up? When oh my god, I meant to say this oh, oh, literally oh, an yeah, hour with ago. With boy genius. With boy with genius. Boy genius. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. boy genius. As I was walking out of the venue, a woman alone, mind you, I'm like, do you have friends or did you come alone? Queen. Queen. She is carrying a copy of trust exercise. Hell. And yeah. I was like, I was kind of walking next to her and I was like, oh my God, that's like my favorite book. Then she was like, yeah, like these twists. And I was like, yeah, girl. And I was like, have a good night. And then we continued to walk side oh my by God, side. I wonder where she's awkward and uncomfortable. I wonder where she is in the book. Like, has she gotten to the She's twist? about to finish. She's like about <gasps> to finish. Mr. Lord. Oh I think my God. she said you... like, I have six pages left or something. Like she was at the end. I need to reread you know, it. You know, Sophie's, re- Sophie's read it and <gasps> loved it. Good. I did not know that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They were part of our story and were like, oh my God, have you read Trust Exercise? And I'm like, have you read Trust Exercise? No, it's like a special little cult. Anyway. It also won the National Book Award in 2020, so. Okay, but no one I fucking know. I never see it on Book Talk. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how, like, why are we not talking about Trust Exercise? Maybe, Every day. Maybe it's because, like, we relate to the experience a little too much in different ways. I don't think it would be good if you didn't relate to it, is my thought. I, I don't think you can fully appreciate and you understand have, you, it. You have to have had an intense high school theater experience to, like, really, yeah, yeah. There's no, like, I'm sure you can, like, At also least, find some sort of, like, meaning and, like, poetic essence in its chapters, but in its pages. Well, and it's, but like. There's something about being in some crazy romance situations at a impressionable mm-hmm. age in a high school theater department you just don't you, the girls are gonna get it you know what i mean and i and i and I, th- I think i agree if people don't relate to that they wouldn't enjoy it but i don't think it's because of that aspect of the story like it being so specific specific in that way no but it informs I, the characters and the rest of it it does but what i was gonna say is like i think that because say? because of the way the book's structured the first half of the book is objectively about that and you need to care about that and relate to it in order to like get into the book and to care when the book shifts to something like much more different you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no, no 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 no. yeah okay that's all i have that's all i have to say i feel like because my my mom my mom i gave it did to she her, like I it gave, i also gave it to her or maybe she bought it herself who knows i gave her the recommendation she got to the end of the first you part. said you gave it to her for christmas no, I gave her a little life for Christmas. Anyways, uh, oh, she shit. that's so much. She work. was she got to like the end of part one of Trust Exercise. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, there are three parts. One is half. One is like forty percent, and then one is ten percent, like of the book's length. Um, she was at the end oh, of the first chills. half. She was at the end of the first half, and maybe had just like first page of 
part two and she texted me and was like, I don't think I'm liking like this is like because of where the story goes at mm-hmm. the end of that first part. It gets into a very like I'm very nervous about what's about to happen. I can like see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. without getting into spoilers. And I that can obviously be like upsetting to read. Even just the stress and anxiety of that as a possibility can have that effect, yeah. which is also so crazy. And so I think that was making her like, oh, like I don't want to go wherever this is going, uh-huh. which makes me feel worse for giving her a little life. But because that's like it goes there. But uh, but yeah, I, I was like, I, but I don't think she's gotten back into it. I don't think she's tried to get into part two. I feel like she's going to have to start over and start again. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to read in the course of like three she's days. In a, she's in a book club. And I'm like, this is the perfect like book for a book club. Yeah. This is a book that like demands to be talked about, which is why it's so frustrating. That I feel like no one's seen it because there's no like reddit discussion about it i, I don't see anyone all the, like talking about it on tiktok but it's like <laughs> it's so outrageously bad. okay because i think the people that read the like national book award books are like rich college hill liberals in eugene oregon who are also like in their 50s and 60s like i don't think who is she talking about <laughs> i don't think they're the people that swim in our circle you As just a swore descri- you just Eugenian. described me are you currently there Girl, you just described, like, who I am and who I was for 15 years, 18. And who are you now? Oh like, God. a Republican. I'm a Republican. I'm a Republican in West Adams. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. You're a Republican on South Louisiana Boulevard. The, the idea of me being a Republican is so outrageous. It's like I think you Mila, should do it just, like, it's for like, a bit. It's like Milo Yiannopoulos, like, level, like... <laughs> just like just uncomfortable to conceptualize it makes me giggle in theory but then when i really picture it it's pretty bleak no it's an incredibly dark dark picture for sure no but the bell jar no but the bell jar and then we have, have to you get read to our, we have to get to our date night um no i have not i've never i don't know if i can get baby i don't know if i can get to our date night we oh, we're gonna do a couple we're gonna be able to get to it um we're gonna get to it my experience with what you were just talking about. The Bell Jar? The Bell Jar. Yeah, I have not read any Sylvia Plath. I have not read any Joan Didion. I'm sorry. They're one and the same. I haven't read as much as I would like to, period. They're, They're one not and the one same. and the same, but I get them confused. <laughs> They're in the same arena, for sure. Did, did Joan Didion stick her head in the yeah. oven? No, she, was, she's, she died like in this past year, I think. Just like she's old. Damn, poor one out for a fallen homie. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if they were like lumped in the same circle because they both K-worded. Um, Wait, did Sylvia Plath kill herself? Yeah, she's like famously stuck her head in the oven. Oh, that's why you were saying that. That's crazy. How do you wait? How does that work? It's asking for a friend. No, no, no. It's old fashioned. When ovens were gas powered. No, but how, like, isn't the <laughs> sorry? Doesn't the door still have to be open? It does, but I think people would like put a blanket over it. So are they just melting their head? No, the fumes. It's the gas. They just, oh. you know how on a gas stove. You, you just, just turn it on, but you don't light it. To gas and you don't light it yet. It's mm. the same. It was, ovens are powered by the same thing. So they would just gas themselves. That's crazy. That's a Sorry. crazy way to do T-dub, that. T-dub, vivid description of suicide. Oh my God. I know. Whew. That seems like a lot of work. And so you read this woman's book? <laughs> Her book. I'm like scared if I say these things out loud, I'm going to get like, involuntarily institutionalized but like 
she depicts depression in a really accurate way. Like, the way she depicts it is, I mean, like, I didn't relate to 100% of it, and so I'm sure it's kind of the same um, for people who, like, experience a different version of what I'm experiencing. Like, I think everyone can, like, relate to different parts of it. Maybe some people more, some people less, I guess. But it's really sad to, because, sorry, spoilers. Um, she goes for The main character was like, oh, some of that was based on, like, real life stuff and, like, her suicide mm. attempt, which in the book, kind of hilarious. The, like, description of it. Mm. <clears throat> if you read the book, like, at the that end. Feels ac- when, that feels accurate, too. Right? Yeah. In a weird I don't way. know what I said, but I agree with it. That the description of her, the character's suicide attempt feels, like, comic. Yes. That feels, no, 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 no. that feels like very accurate. You know? But in the end of the book, she like gets better and gets out of the, the hospital with yeah, the, um, with the sentiment that like, I don't know when I like this feeling and this like state of being could descend on me at any moment. And I don't know, mm-hmm. but like for right now I'm good. And so that makes it all the more difficult to read it knowing she did kill herself. Because if she yeah. didn't, I think it would be like, and she made it out and lived to be a hundred like Joan Didion. You know what I mean? No, that has a weird, like, uh, there's like crazy irony there. Yeah, so I don't know. I haven't really talked to anyone about it, but I don't know if the general consensus, because it is like a classic, is that like, it is sadder because of the way she passed. I would imagine. I would totally imagine that. Other than that, it was disturbing because no one gave me a lobotomy and electroshock therapy um trigger warning yeah well the book's fucking chock full of it mm-hmm. um sorry i have my blade <laughs> girls just want to have fun you know what i mean <laughs> that's a chic blade um what is going on on tiktok live i don't know i'm scared like should we start doing it the npc ones yeah when they're like when they're like Yummy, yummy. Ha ha. Thanks. Mm, I don't know. Ooh, a crown. Mia? 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 What the fuck is going on over there? It's That's giving like Tourette's. Like no, like TikTok It's Live. giving Tourette's. Let me tell you. TikTok Live is a living, breathing mental institution. Girl. What in the hell? It's so Something scary. Something else I realized about myself, back to the oh. mental institution. Because also they can do anything at any time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they could do something crazy and there's no way to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least when you post a crazy-ass video, it gets taken down because their censors- censorship's crazy. Stop. <laughs> someone could just do, someone could, like, Sylvia Plath in the middle of a TikTok live. And there's your favorite NPC fucking shoots himself in the head. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. It will be shown. Oh my god. Oh my god. You are a sick and twisted individual, Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Should we get really popular? Okay, do people have like favorite TikTok livers? No. Yes. That's even weirder. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. I forget her name, but <clears throat> she she does like talent shows where she invites people to come on oh, stream yeah, with yeah. her and do a talent, and she tries not to laugh at them. That one all that always gets me. That always it is so funny. Like she really took a took a good thing. Like 
phenomenal idea getting like anonymous 14 year olds to embarrass themselves and then be just in tears laughing at them it's it's such a primal joy uh, <laughs> stop not the primal joy we just heard a brand called primal joy wait merch that says primal joy is pretty good <laughs> that could be good that could be chic maybe nicolas what the fuck i need i need some more Ooh. puffs some puffs in get, my in my get some bizzle. more. Um, he was talking to me, so strong was trying to hear. I have to go work with children tomorrow. Can you believe that? Disgusting. Okay. Do you want me to ask first, or do you want me yes. to read first? Okay. Yeah, ask it first. So these are eighteen conversation creators to like deepen your connection with your spouse, and we saw this on Instagram Reels. And Nick said us, and I said we should read this on the pod. No, I'm being for real. Couples questions. Um, so number one, what are the core values in our relationship and how do they guide our, uh, our decisions? Or no, no, no. Sorry. I should be asking you this. What are your core values in our relationship and how do they guide your decisions and actions? Um, my core <laughs> value is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me. Why did I say that? Like I'm like, <laughs> like a spelling like, bee. <laughs> um my core values <laughs> can you use it in a sentence um can i have can i have the origin please <laughs> the origin of my core values mm. can i can Sounds i get so all of the relevant information please shut the fuck up um. <laughs> <laughs> what my core value is don't piss nick off and he won't leave you <laughs> don't hurt nick's feelings and he won't leave you and so I try to not do things that make him um, hurt or pissed off so that he doesn't leave me. The funny thing is that that's like, that is a really generalized way of saying what is true. Like if you were to like really zoom out, like you really I mean. far abstractly. Explain it to know. aliens. If you were to do it really vaguely in the simplest way, if you were explaining mm -hmm. it to a four-year-old, maybe. Maybe How you would say. How you comprehend this? Maybe you would, maybe you would say that. You know, maybe you would say that. Okay. Maybe. All right. Do you want to ask the next one? Oh, yes. Fuck. Shit. Balls. Fuck. Question number two. What's a personal challenge you've been working on lately? And how can I support you? You're like, I've been working on not being friends with stupid cunts. You can support me by not being a stupid cunt. Um, I felt like I'm in, I've been in a creative rut for like most of this year, actually. Um, I haven't. Who hasn't? But on what? So true. And I feel like I haven't made a lot of the progress that I was hoping to make this year, like in that area and others. Um, but specifically that area that's bothering mm -hmm. me. But I'm trying to think of ways that you could support me on that. I mean, this is obviously one way of doing that. Um, Once again, don't do things that piss Nick off. Honestly, actually, now that I think, I haven't thought about this. <laughs> but now that I think about it, maybe like I enjoy like and I we don't have to do this if you have no interest in it and that would be fine. I'm so excited. And would not hurt my feelings. But I like enjoy talking about my writing and like thinking and like talking about like like we did about like we did on our um fifty two hour car ride down to LA. And I was held at gunpoint. Like that I really, really enjoy and is, yeah. and is helpful and is helpful. I would love to do that. I would love to support you in that way. Yeah. Totally. Because I like talking Thank about your writing too. Thank you. Um it's just like a cool thing to get to have an opinion on, an, an, a, a, mm. a, war, a wanted opinion. Oh, yeah, totally. 
Wait, no, I'm reading this. How do you envision? Sorry. Oh. It's my turn. Oh, shit, you're right. Sorry, how do you envision our ideal future, both professionally and with me? What a what an apt question that we've been asking. <laughs> no, literally. I see us in love um, on a ranch with... <laughs> with, a, with, with Alex Jones. <laughs> little one inside, little one on the way. With little, little baby Alex Devin. <laughs> Devin and Alex Jones Jr. Um, slopping the hogs. Um, no, I like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I obviously like dream, dream situation. We're able to like do a couple little small tours here and there. The podcast, if not the podcast and other creative projects are what are funding our lives, uh, recording when we want to and not feeling stressed about it. Amen. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's funny. I was so I was pretty like looking back. I was like pretty stressed starting the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going through something similar. I yeah, it made me really nervous. Um, and and yeah, and I do have a bit of like embarrassment about it to an, to a degree about the podcast. About me on the podcast. Stop it. And just about like things that I've said. Like sometimes I think mm. about like th- things I've said where I'm like I don't th- I'm like I don't even think I think that. Like, no, same. I'm an ever-changing being. I like, <laughs> I like, will remember something I said, and I'm like, well, that's not the truth. No, I say things that I like disagree with. I worry about like, I don't know, like Teresa said that she had to stop listening to the podcast because she realized that like I was like going to be someone that she like met and was like mm-hmm. going to have like some type of relationship with. At the moment, it's pretty casual, <laughs> but like she realized that we were going to have to have one, um, yeah. and so she was like. Yeah, I realized I'd, like, kind of built, like, a parasocial relationship with, like, you on the podcast. And I, like, didn't want that to, like, um, kind of impact, like, right. actually actually meeting you in person. Um, which I totally understand. But it's just a weird, it's just a weird thought that, like, the, the, the version of me that people who would only listen to the podcast. And that's, like, their only perception mm-hmm. of me, essentially. Oh, yeah. And I know that that is, like not 100% accurate to, like, who I actually am. And I'm not sure if it's, like, a representation that I like, I suppose. Or not even that I like, because obviously, like, I'm, like, doing it. But one that people like, or that is, like, okay. Or has a, or people think positively of, in in whatever Mm. way, I guess. I worry about that. I don't know. That, like, like, makes me insecure. Because it's, like, it is, it is weird to... Like, really put, like, when you really think about it, like, we are, like, really putting ourselves out there oh, <laughs> with this, with this, and I, like, I can't really, yeah, I think about enga- it all the time. I can't really engage with that thought. That's, like, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it makes me be, like, well, do I want the pod to get, like, any bigger than it is at the moment? Like, do, do I actually want that? Because I feel like, for the most part, for the most part, with a few exceptions, like, getting more popular on, with this or on YouTube like so far hasn't been anywhere near an exclusively positive thing like there's like so much there's like so much shitty stuff just from like doing something in public like this that you're not gonna like not Mm -hmm. everyone is going to like you and some people are gonna like have an issue with you and it's like that's just gonna like that's just that's just gonna happen i definitely accepted that like people aren't always gonna like you 
that I had like made yeah. my peace with. But the fact that like, I have he, not. <laughs> it no, it's me. people doing anything about it that rocks me. Can you say that again? I don't know what I said. It ended with rocks me. I have accepted that people, not everyone in my online or personal life, will like me. That like I am fine mm-hmm. with that as a reality. I cannot reckon with the fact that anyone would ever act on that. What what do you mean? Like tell you? Um, no, I mean like try to dox us online. Like Oh. That was that No, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. I'm not even like saying that as a judgment of the person who did it. I'm just saying it's like crazy to me that that is something that happened to us at our at like our level. At this like very small level. It's still it's still it still happened and I'm like, oh my god. ContraPoints has to sorry. ContraPoints has to hire like private security to like in like stalking situations. And that's just I like I don't want that. I would take it for not living in poverty. <laughs> she says in her house. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. No, I know. She says with her AirPods Max is <laughs> These are the AirPods of a poor woman. Wait, I did ask the last one, right? Yes. Cool. What's the most significant thing you learned from a past podcasting relationship? Wait, so what's the actual question? What's the most <laughs> significant thing you've learned from a past relationship? One, I would say, like, advocate for yourself. Like, don't let yourself be, like, walked all over. Two, I would say, um, when you get, when someone does something that hurts you or is painful in some way, uh, don't react, like, based on the emotion that you're feeling. Like, just notice that, oh, okay, that, like, really hurt me. I'm gonna, like, acknowledge that as, like, real, but I need to, like, wait a little bit so I'm not feeling it anymore so I can look back and be like, okay, why did that hurt me? And that kind of leads to, like, what I've literally always said, which is someone can do something that hurt you, and that can be, like, totally legitimate that they did do something that was, like, causing you pain, but that also doesn't mean that they did anything wrong. Ooh. Um, and thirdly, which is kind of building just on the last one, is, like, if someone does do something that, like, hurts you or if they're just, like, behaving in a way that is, like, hurtful or frustrating or whatever, like, I feel like the first, the first thing you should do, um, in general, the first thing you should do is try to, like, meet them with, like, the most amount of empathy possible. Try to, like, genuinely understand, like, why are they acting this way or why did they do that? Um, because I think that makes conflict resolution just so much easier. Um, when you don't like, there's a difference between saying, um, there's a difference between saying like, Hey, you did this and it was really hurtful to me versus like weaponizing that like hurt that you're feeling Mm -hmm. against the other person. Cause like you should, yeah, it's like, I guess kind of like, don't be retributive in your con in your conflict resolution. Don't try to make the other person feel as bad as you felt like that is just so not. Damn, you're spitting fucking fire, Nick. That's not a vibe. If I start so myself. What? I'm too fucking high right now. <laughs> Building off of that. Tell me about a time in your past when someone hurt you. How did it impact your growth? I feel like there's a very obvious answer to this. I'm gonna switch it up. Probably when my dog's OG mom didn't show up to my engagement party and then stopped talking to me mm. promptly after that, after seeming to want to be a big part of my life. For mm-hmm. the whole, like, what, four months we've known each other? Um, that, would that qualify as ghosting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would. That would qualify as ghosting big time. Yeah. And even yeah. more confusing because twice since then, they've randomly sent me something on Instagram that had nothing to do with, like, it was just out of the blue. I'm like... That's like when you 
accidentally sent me a TikTok when we were broken up. Yeah. It made me laugh. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Um, I don't know. I've just learned like, oh my God, just don't fucking like believe people are going to do what they say they're going to do. <laughs> Keep one eye open. <laughs> no, but don't like. No, but how did that impact your growth? That's what growth? I feel. That's what I feel like made what made it an obvious question. Like some like when was the time someone hurt you and, and uh, how did it impact your growth as a person? You can say the Buffalo exchange ruined my life. So I lost a bunch of weight. No, I was thinking about. I thought you're making a joke about like growth as in like growing bigger. Oh my God, girl, that's mental illness. That's so <laughs> clearly not what I was. That's like so not what I was talking about. And oh I feel like God. the context, I feel like the context clues were pretty clear. Maybe I'm just too high. No, you're so right. <laughs> oh, dear when did God. someone hurt you and it, how did it affect your growth as a person? I even said as a person. I know. I thought you were making a joke. When uh, the as a person part? Yeah, like how no. your body fluctuated as a person. It, I thought I literally thought it was a joke. Girl, one I would literally never. No, you can. It's fine. <laughs> no, but like I, I wouldn't even with the permission. <laughs> Good. That was was a test. Yeah, so was a, <laughs> one eye open. Um, does that? I feel like that fits more. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm literally just okay. not taking it seriously. What do you think are um, a few key things to maintaining a strong, lasting relationship with me? With me. Honesty, with me. empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. That's what all it takes to be a hero. Anyways. That's from The Office. It's not that hard to be a hero. Just treat people with honesty, empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. But on like low-key, I know it's a joke on the show. It's like so true. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I also think, I, I would also say, I feel like I do a pretty good job, if I do say so myself, of allowing you. I feel like I give you total permission to be exact, like, to be like really who you are in front of me. No, you do, and it's a little freaky sometimes. I'm like, and I think that's—I feel like that's a bit. Of a skill. I feel like that's a bit of a skill that I have, but I feel like I feel it like really with you, and I feel it like. Vice Are we in love? Well. That's what the quiz is, babe. But oh my I god! Also, no, 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 no! That's like. But I would also when say I that. say shit like I know your soul. That's what I'm talking about. And Nick, look, yeah. look at me. Hey, look at me. I'm I not know your soul. I know. No, and I, I know, and I know you do. Okay, good. and you do because you do. When you know, you know. The soul that you bring to the table. Um, girl, we, you know we haven't talked about that album on the podcast? Like, we need to, we, can we do that? For a second, I was like, Midnight by Taylor Swift? <laughs> nope. <laughs> not that, not that. No, we don't talk about that here, because it's fucking awful. No, 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 no. no. Um... I've kind of come around on Midnight's to be an album that I personally is not for me, but no, I it, but I can understand if someone liked it a little bit. There there are aspects of of it that I do think are like interesting. No, I think it's like too complex to even describe. But I completely agree. And do you know why that is? Because I know your fucking soul. <laughs> like I do think it is interesting in some ways that are that like are worth talking about. But as far as like album rankings, it is not high. But it's not like so bad that you can even talk about that. Like when I say it, it sucks, I, I don't I, like. I at least kind of like all the songs. Yeah, it's not like it's not like hard to listen to. She or puts anything. the mid in midnights. <laughs> I would say that dear reader is hard to listen to. Dear reader, 
<laughs> that's more interesting as like i feel like i feel like that would be interesting as like in the like physical pamphlet that goes with like the cd and the vinyls mm-hmm. like a written out thing i don't think it's a song i don't think it's repeat a song no it's like slam poetry <laughs> It's not it's, it's like th- there's plenty of poems that like read a lot better than they sound. And I, f- I think that might fall into that category, although I'm hesitant to call it a poem, although I guess like that it, it is. Yeah. But no, no, Anyways, that's what I'm saying like but it we, would... we need to we need to talk about Lana. Are we doing that right now? I'm not prepared to make a speech. I would love like next episode for us to talk about it. I can be prepared to make a speech. Where are we on the questions? What is what is happening? <laughs> OK, so OK, it's my turn. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. Tell me about a time that I made you feel so loved and cherished. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, I can't. My brain really can't rewind back more than like nine to ten months at this present moment. So in the last in the last year, I would say, um, ugh, there's been a lot. That's so sweet, <laughs> right? I ooh, I would say either when I was sick in LA and you let me sleep in your bed with the washed sheets because you know I'm fucking neurotic. That's like the only thing that made me clean my room. No, that was like that was so kind. Was, I was so prepared I was to sleep on. I was prepared to sleep on the couch, and then you're like, no, 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 you take the bed, and I was like, I got sick right after. You I know, yeah. I know, and so did Megan. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, babes. Mm. Um. It's like every other trip to LA is great, and every other one, it's like. The vibes are off. Something's wrong. Someone's boss is psychotic. Someone's. <clears throat> um, but okay. Also, when you went to bend with me to get the dresser, that was also like the act of service was so kind that it made me feel like cherished and loved. And when I got the table. <laughs> the table? In bend three years ago. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant after that. I'm like, when the fuck was there a table? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, we took my yeah. car and you were just, like, there for vibes that time. It's weird to me that there are people who have friends that they wouldn't want to do that with. Every sing- Like, every single one of my friends, like, people that I, like, can confidently be, like, we are friends and we feel that way about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want to do that with every single one of them. Same. Like, I have zero, like, I, like it takes, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm down to do that with a lot of people. I agree. Like, it, it's weird to me that some people like don't like their it's weird to me that some people don't like their friends like in general True. like they're in, like a friend they're in like a friend group and they're like i don't really like my friends and it's like oh my god it's like how'd you pick them it's like some people people sometimes just like fall into friendships mm-hmm. and that's like so weird to me because i really pruned and cultivated and i know his soul so i made the cut bring in you're the big the, guns you're you're the like latest edition i know yeah like for the I most part, I've, I, I I've been a little like rosters full at the moment. We'll see how Starting things go. Cut. But yeah. Um, how do you think you handle moments of uncertainty or doubt in your life? Not well. All right, next question. <laughs> I would say not well. <laughs> You're so real for that, baby. What was the time when you had to confront a difficult truth or reality? How did you handle it? Honestly, I know we, I know we like joked about like these being like corny and gay. These are mm-hmm. interesting questions. I know, I agree. Yeah. Um, like I would I would want to do this with a spouse. The pod like the breakup is such a cheap answer. You could go real crazy and be like the get back together. <sighs> no, I mean all of that. I don't know how to answer that in this state of mind. I'm going to have to brain check on that one. <laughs> what Oh, I want to hear this one from you. 
What's hmm. an experience from your past that you're grateful for despite its challenges? I would say most difficult experiences in my life, I feel some level of gratitude towards um, because it taught me something one way or another. I would say I don't feel that way. In the case of like people who've died, I don't feel like any gratitude towards death. Um, hmm. But which could change at one point um, or the Kyle thing, my senior year of mm-hmm. high school. Um, I don't think I feel a lot of gratitude towards that. That could also change in the future, but right now I don't, I don't really feel any, um, but otherwise I would say like, yeah, no, I feel like, a, yeah, I would say I feel like a non insignificant amount of gratitude towards shitty mm-hmm. things that have happened to me for the, for the most part. Um, because yeah, cause it, helped me manage similar situations in the future. Sure. And it also puts a lot of things into perspective. Like when something really extreme happens, like the, <laughs> the AIDS thing, which I've mm-hmm. now referenced to two episodes in a row. Um, like something like that is so extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that is why I'm comfortable with like in our friendship we can say faggot freely. And I feel like that's because mm-hmm. I know that you and me using it, it like in just with, just within our mm-hmm. friendship um, uh, is not like, I know, like I know what like actual homophobia like looks like, I guess, um, yeah. or like in a really extreme way. And like yeah, no, no, no. having a laugh with a friend is like not even like really in the same arena to me. So it's yeah. just something that I, it's really easy for me to just not be offended by that because, like, I know you're not homophobic. <laughs> Try as I might. And I know that you're using it with me because you know that I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. but not because, like, you'd be using it anyway. Right. And I feel like, and I feel like there's a fair amount of that in the humor that you and I have together specifically, where it's like, I don't like, it's not that I like, yeah. want, it's not like I want to joke about darker things. Like, in my life, but I just know that I can with you. So I'm like more likely to maybe take something (laughs) a step further than I usually would, Mm -hmm. but not out of like any suppressed feeling, I guess, just because I know that like, you know, that I'm not like serious. Like I feel like you and I both like really like pray at the altar of humor. And we're like, if it is funny, if it makes you laugh, then it kind of excuses everything else. And obviously I don't feel that. Obviously, I don't feel that way 100%, but I would say I, I, I think I feel that way a little bit more than, like, maybe what, like, would be, like, currently acceptable, I guess. I feel like I'm more lenient towards, like, comedy in general than mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of other people are. And I feel like it does go back to, like, those worst experiences I've had where, like, you're just, like, so highlight, like, you feel so, I felt so, like, spotlit by that event where it's, like, me being gay was, like, the main event mm-hmm. and it was <laughs> triggered in such a negative way that I'm like, mm-hmm. like that's the, like that's the kind of goal, like the subconscious goal of mm-hmm. homophobia and a lot of bigotry is just like, sure. especially for like LGBT people. Like I, I think imparting a feeling of shame is a huge aspect of homophobia. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it's, it's so, it's so extreme that smaller things like don't bother me. Like I'm, I feel like I'm much more likely than some 
than some people to also like engage with people who are going to ask like ignorant and like potentially hurtful questions mm-hmm. about about being gay because I'm like I know this person doesn't even realize that what they're saying like is offensive in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I'm able to, and obviously there's a total line to that, but there's just like there's a difference, and you know, and you know it when you see it, mm-hmm. and there's a way to like there's a way to like rationally and calmly explain to a person like yeah so like some people would actually be like pretty offended by what you just said and like let me explain why um and like give them the opportunity to like like, learn that you know Mm -hmm. um so because i feel like some people be just be ignorant and if they knew that it was causing hurt they would be like oh shit because like Mm -hmm. that's happened that's happened to me where i'm like oh i didn't know that this thing that i was saying or doing was like not okay exactly but not Are he finna be in the pit but and i'm talking about things from when i was like 15 and 16 where just like my humor was like dog shit um and i, I realized no that idea fe- how you got on what you're saying right now but that feeling of like knowing uh knowing that you did something that like genuinely hurt someone is like more than enough was more than enough to get me to stop as like mm-hmm. a teenager so i feel like it I feel like a lot of adults are probably inclined that way too. I feel like most people don't want to actively hurt someone mm-hmm. in kind of that way, but I don't know. That's just me opining. But the question was about um, what's an experience from my past that I'm grateful for despite its challenges. That's how oh. we got there. Yeah. Okay. So next question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you, na- how, how do you navigate disagreements or conflicts in relationships with your family? I don't. Hell yeah. Um, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Um, oh shit, question 12. What's one of the biggest ways that we've grown together? Where do we start? <laughs> well, that's a very positive thing about the podcast is that listening to the first 24 episodes of the podcast, especially, um, I'm like, wow, we have really, really changed mm-hmm. in a way, in a way, in a way that I like, in a way that feels like more mature and interesting and like I confident. I feel like we, I feel like we're much more confident now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh and i'm like and it's cool to have kind of it is cool to have the podcast to be able to objectively see that like our first episode is like i think it's worth listening to if you're new to the podcast but it's like it's really not good it has its moments it has a few hidden gems. it's so bad as a few hidden gems but for the most part it's like we didn't give people a ton of reason to keep listening no not at all like none but i but i feel like but yeah i feel like I feel like episode five, especially it just, it just, that was like an exponential leap in my opinion. I think episode five is still like really, really funny. It's crazy. They get to like practice talking to each other to get it right. Girl, it was weird. And it was like, we, we just, we had just hit the lowest of lows with episode four after episode three, which had shitty audio Our only like, and then we had the, like, what does the sun sound like episode? And it's like, <laughs> why, why, why am I listening to this? <laughs> But then we get to episode five and you're like, uh, my toilet exploded into my ass. And it's like, now we are somewhere. <laughs> like, we have arrived at something actually worth it listening to. <laughs> Prior to that, it was like, I'm, I'm going to have I'm gonna have greyhounds at my wedding. And it was like, okay, like we're, who are these weirdos in this like small town in Oregon? <laughs> Clay, are you okay? Girl, do I need to call someone? <laughs> no. Oh my god, you're scaring me. I last night I thought I was gonna throw up. Oh, I have that impact. Um, 
One sec, I need to pee. I peed myself a little bit. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't want to scare you. Jesus Christ. Check our story. I'm so sorry. You're having such a girl dinner, like jalapeno poppers and watermelon. <laughs> girl dinner. When you make your left toe, I just almost going to throw up. <laughs> <coughs> oh, my okay. butt's numb. Okay, next question. I don't have much more in me. I'm not going to lie. I think we're at the end. Um, what do you do for self-care? Do you notice a difference in yourself when you practice self-care? I like this question. Um, <clears throat> in some ways. I mean, I'm not like, like I shower. I am like take care of myself in that way, but I'm not very nice to myself in a whole lot of other ways. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you notice a difference when you're like taking care of yourself, like physically, like, I don't know, like washing your face or whatever? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say I do too, but it kind of goes back to that Sylvia Plath quote about like, this feeling could come at any moment. Mm-hmm. So so that sometimes makes it feel like pointless, I guess. Totally. totally. Yeah. But but I definitely do. But I 100% do notice a difference when I'm mm-hmm. like eating like a well-rounded diet. Um, honestly, I notice a huge mm-hmm. difference with that. When I'm like exercising regularly, I notice a huge difference. Um, when I like take care of my skin regularly, I notice a difference. I just got one of those electromagnetic shock things. So mm-hmm. it like stimulates the muscles in your face. Um, it's weird. It feels weird. But Does it hurt? It supposedly works. I wouldn't say it hurts, but it's like kind of uncomfortable. It's just like, it just like makes the muscles like twitch and it's kind of like a little bit sharp. What the fuck? It feels like just a light like zap, I guess. But you have to like rub some sort of conductive gel on for, the, cur- for the current to go through. Um, but it makes people look like they've had like work done. <laughs> and you got so one? I- I'm just hope yeah. So I'm just hoping it like I just want to protect my like under eyes essentially. If I can like help there, that'd be good. Otherwise, I'm like I'm fine. What's the time when you had to make a major decision for us? What were you feeling, and how did you arrive at your choice? <laughs> Merch, um, <laughs> like low key. Um, really? I don't know. I mean, I'll go with merch. Um, like I wouldn't like I. most of me doesn't want to like even classify it as like major or anything Mm -hmm. or as like a major decision but i guess in some way like it kind of is um mainly mainly just because i feel like we like we didn't do it for a year and i think that was like the minimum amount of time for it to not like i don't know feel really weird i guess Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like to an extent we'd like earned the right to like maybe think that some people are fans enough that they would want <laughs> in the first place mm-hmm. i guess which kind of goes back to the confidence and then like people did which was like super cool like it's like crazy to me that people like people actually bought it um which is sick um and like my friends like wear it also like drew's always wearing our shorts and they like honestly they're great um so i don't know i guess that but what drove me to that decision i don't know i feel like we were like patient about it and we were like we kind of need to like earn it in a way I suppose. I don't know. It, we, we, I don't think you and I, you or I have, I don't think we're like at all delusional about the podcast. No, I guess. not at all. Which makes me happy because like, even though it is still pretty small, you still want to do it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, cause I am I can imagine a lot of, I think that's the hardest part is like still doing it. Sure. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Like that's the hardest part. And I think that's where most people stop, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I feel like just, you know, anything can happen. So it's like, if we do it long enough, like, yeah, like, I don't know how many like 
deeply unknown podcasts are that have run for like six years. I feel like eventually they like <laughs> I don't know. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is for you, and it is: How do you define success? How do you define success in our relationship or life? Is it the same as it was five years ago? Definitely yes. not the same as it was five years ago. Five years ago, my standard was: Does he follow me on Instagram? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the answer was no. Um, <clears throat> I, I Wasn't the answer success. no? Was the answer no until 2020? Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. It's like we're like stereotypical lesbians. We, like, we moved like, in so definitely we moved had, in so quickly. No, you would have maybe it was on, but like <laughs> don't say don't say that on pod. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Got it. Um. No, just say my finsta. Maybe that was on your finsta, but you definitely tagged me in like a picture of your um, first driver's license when we were in Tailored the summer before all that happened. Therefore, you followed me. At one oh, point. you were holding it. Yeah. You tagged me in that. Therefore, you had to have been following me. I think, unfollowed no, no. me. No, Clare, I think. Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't. I don't think I tagged your main. I think I tagged your Finsta. I think we were mutuals on Finsta. No, but I, I followed you. I followed you on Instagram. I followed you on your main. From your main to my yes. Finsta? Yes. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. My main to your main. Your main did not follow You followed main. me and I didn't follow you. That is correct. No, yeah, I know that. I thought we were also talking about my Finsta because that's where no, I no. posted the, that's where I posted it. How the fuck do you remember that? Because I, that's not one that I would have posted on my main at that time. Okay, fair. I guess I just assumed you followed my main with your main. That's a fair assumption. But no, it was on my fence. That's why I thought it was funny because I was like, we were mutuals on our second, on our burner accounts, but <sighs> not on our main accounts, which I feel like is a good like description for a relationship. We're like, we're Finsta mutuals. Like, Nick, we're like, please. <laughs> Nick, please. You know what I mean? Finsta mutuals. That could, that could be a good, that could be good merch. Could that be good merch? Finsta mutuals. I love that. Okay, cool. I feel like I hijacked that question, but you asked me, so it's fine. Um, no, no, no. I asked you. How do you define success in our relationship or life? Oh, I did. And then we got, yeah, yeah. How do you define success in a relationship? What's a fear or insecurity you've been working to overcome in our relationship or in life? Wait, what? <laughs> What's a fear or insecurity you've been working oh, to overcome? Oh, you're asking. You're asking the question. I thought you were still answering the last <laughs> one. I was like. How do you define success in our relationship? You never answered. Oh. You never answered my Nick, question. Nick, I'm we so are fucking. Si- that's I'm all so good, high. but we're still we're still on my question. This oh drink is God. such a bizarre Barbie color. It's really gross. Um, I would say when we're like in good communication with each other. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's the question I asked you. And I think when we're like very compassionate towards each other. I think when we allow each other to, like, fuck up, I think that really strengthens the relationship. Like, I think we yeah. both feel comfortable. I think we both feel comfortable being like, I have to be a bad friend right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, what's the, what's the next question? A fear and insecurity I've already I'm asked you on? so many times. Yeah, yeah. Fear and insecurity. How'd you overcome it in our life? Sometimes I'm insecure that I can't be the friend that you need, but I don't think I actually... I don't think I actually believe that. I think that's just a fear that I have. So I feel like I'm fairly past it, but that is definitely 
something. Wow. You may not be the friend I need, but you're the friend I deserve. <laughs> That's like my role. Okay, next question. What is one thing you want more of you want more of from me? Making a big cock. <laughs> um you and Eugene more. <laughs> uh more less miles between us. <laughs> we are gonna see so much of each other for this movie. We're never gonna speak again. <laughs> oh, how do you know your ego versus your conviction? This is the last one, guys. So Nick, make it wow. count. I bet you could monologue for like 15 minutes. <laughs> my ego for my conviction. I don't think I have a long answer to this. Um, my ego for my convictions. Accepting that my convictions are driven by my ego. And just, I mean, that's just like what being a person is. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have, you have to have some sort of ego in order to like function and be and like be happy like Mm -hmm. you have to be like proactive (laughs) in that um and i feel like my convictions are all things that i'm striving towards because i know for a fact that they'll like make Mm -hmm. my life better and like shape my life to be what i want it to be like so that's like i i know like that's where my convictions come from so i i don't know i like you have to believe like you gotta believe in yourself (laughs) you know i yeah i feel like that's the number not to sound like a fucking airport book but i feel like that's like the number one trait of like successful people is like (laughs) like having confidence and being able to back it up i guess yeah no that that kind of sums it up because you have to do something in order to back up your ego and if you make something objectively good in whatever way Mm -hmm. and that boosts your ego it's like that yeah i mean that's just how we work that feels like the most normal human right. thing, I guess. So not to sound like a girl boss, but yeah, I mean, your convictions should be striving you towards things that are going to make you happy. And that can, that's going to be different for every person. But like, I feel like that's the point, I guess. Like your ego should be driving you. The ego shouldn't be a bad thing is essentially what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful, Nick. Thank you. Um, so next episode, we'll be talking about Lana Del Rey's Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? I'll give it a re-listen this week. I've already listened to it so much, but... Same, it's kind of my top played. I'm more than happy to listen to it again. And we'll talk about that then. Um, I can't, I literally Claray, can't wait. Claray changed her Instagram handle back. We can talk about it next time. To the Grease Trap? Tw- no, I don't want to talk about it, but I, this is the second change. No, I do. In informing the people. Oh, but, hey, so the links and the episode descriptions from the past, like, 20 episodes... Those are probably going to a, uh, the wrong handle, so I apologize. I would try to promise to update those, but that would that's a lot of work that I don't think I want to do, so I'm just telling you now. Um, it's back to the Grease Trap Queen. It is not Claire J. Smith. No matter what Sorry. some what no matter what you may hear, even in the outro of this episode, if you even listen that far, I don't imagine many people do. But <laughs> however, if you do get there, it is not Claire J. Smith. It is the Grease Trap Queen. That is Clary's Instagram handle. So if you want to follow her and see what she looks like, you go there. And my Instagram handle and my Instagram handle has not changed since I created it in 2011. It is at Nick Curl. <laughs> and we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Girls. We're doing like two bonus episodes a month. So if you want sure. that, head on over there. We also do random stuff there too as well sometimes just depending just on the depends. vibe just depends. but go check it out 
there's a lot we have a we have a pretty big back catalog on patreon at this point also there's a lot more there if you want if you want a lot more but i also understand if you wouldn't but uh yeah that's that on that That, i don't have anything else i don't have anything else i love you mean it maybe you sleep you guys (laughs) maybe you listen to did you know there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard before next episode so you can join the bell jar maybe you read the bell jar maybe you read trust exercise maybe you read trust exercise maybe you read a little how about that I maybe that I mean a little life a huge cry I'll say goodbye love you mean it hello thank you so much for listening um remember the past 67 episodes when I told you that Claire's Instagram is the grease trap queen and me Nick my Instagram is at Nick Carl um yeah so thank you for listening like I already said I hate recording these little outros because I know no one was but you can also follow the podcast on instagram at brain cell girls you can go to our website to submit any stories uh that you have on your own that you want us to read on air at braincellgirls.com you can also get merch there and you can support us on patreon for bonus content at patreon.com slash brain cell girls and yeah thank you for listening we really appreciate it it's not him, the boss again, and so living it. <laughs>